When life gets harder, you get smarter. You don't mission, you level up like a boss. Connect Vox Fiber to your home, starting from 554 Rand per month. Level up your experience with Airtime's Wi-Fi boosters, Vobi Voice app calling, Office 365 and over 160 other products to enhance your lifestyle. Live smart, level up with Vox. Visit vox.co.za to view our range. T's and C's apply. I'm Duncan McLeod. I'm Richard Finneberg and this is Talk Central episode 259 for the week starting 12 May 2019. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. Join our YouTube live stream on Sundays at 1 p.m. or 1 p.m. Sorry, I completely interrupted you there. On Talk Central this week, Bitcoin and beaches. Also on the show this week, who will be the new Minister of Communications? We also take a look at the highlights from Google I.O. and why I cancelled my Spotify subscription. What? How? That's, we need to talk about that. Uncle. We definitely do. It. It's, <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon. We're live streaming on YouTube and at live.techcentral.co.za. And it's time to talk everything technology. Well, how's it, Richard? How are you doing? How's it, Duncan? Good, thanks. I just got back from uh, four days in Mauritius. Very pleasant, I must say. Uh, Terrible. Tough job, but someone has to do it, right? Yeah, was it work or vacation? Uh, it was It was work, but um, you know how these things go. Slept on a few days. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but it was good fun. I was there for the Pinnacle Techscape uh, conference. Um, very interesting. The uh, presentations from uh, companies like Dell and HP and um, Samsung and Huawei and others. Um, very interesting session. It was good to talk to a lot of the vendors, um, a lot of companies like retailers and, and wholesalers represented there. Very interesting to get a, a sort of perspective on both the consumer and enterprise IT markets in South Africa and how they're performing. Um, it was my first time to Mauritius. Have you been there before, Richard? No, no, I haven't been there. I've been close. I've been to Reunion, which is kind of similar vibe, I guess. Yeah, more French. Very, very French, mm. very yeah, tropical. It's a fantastic part of the world. Right um, next to each other. to go back. Mm, right next to each other, the two islands. Mm. Um, but Just don't go swim in the waters there, the, yeah. especially in Reunion. The sharks are just to be I've been a wreck. Oh, wow. Heard. Wow. Yeah, 27 this year already, as far as I know. Good grief. Okay. Um, I did dip my toes in the sea, but didn't go for a proper swim. So maybe that's They're not a good Mauritius. Thing. Not Mauritius. Don't get me. I don't want to <laughs> kill tourism in Mauritius. <laughs> no, but Reunion is very. Yeah, that's an island. You you can't really go to many beaches there. They've got mm. uh, enclosed pools and things. But, interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's still a beautiful part of the world. It is stunning. Yeah, it's my as I said, it's my first time there. Uh, interesting to see it. Uh, I've always been keen to see it. It's it's. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Accra, actually. Maybe a rich version of Accra and Ghana. Um, a lot of houses that are kind of half built, um, which apparently is done for tax reasons. If you complete your house, then uh, the taxes go up. Uh, so people build build houses and they don't finish the top floor. Or they, you know, they are bits and pieces that are missing, and apparently that's for tax reasons. But um, you can see it's a wealthy island. A lot of um, expats there. They're clearly um, they're trying to attract foreign investment. I didn't have a chance to go and see Cyber City, which is where all the IT companies are. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it kind of reminded me kind of a mix of Durban and, and Accra, uh, very tropical, very humid, um, very expensive. Um, although I didn't really leave the touristy areas, um, a beer at the Hilton hotel cost 150 Rand. So, um, was that at least a good beer? 
It was okay. It was uh, a beer called Phoenix. Um, it's all that really seemed to have there. Uh, it, it was it was all right. It was it was a, probably alongside our better lagers. Um, enjoyed a few of them, um, and uh, yeah. But just you know, I think it may just be the touristy areas, but incredibly expensive um, mm. for everything. Uh, uh, except uh, the telecommunications was um, was actually reasonably affordable, and the quality was very good. So I, I did a little bit of research before I went there to find out. Um, you know, you go to you go somewhere you don't want to necessarily just go for the cheapest option because you don't know if there's going to be coverage. So I did a bit of research online, and everyone said my dot t is the best network. Um, so got a sim got a sim card for that. Um, it cost hundred about 120 rand for two gigabytes of data and it included voice calls, uh, which is pretty cheap. Um, mm, very cheap. Shame on you. All every every uh, telecommunications <laughs> company in South Africa. I did uh, I did one speed test on it, uh, which charged about 200 megabytes of data. So I didn't do another one. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I got about 120 megabits down, and and remarkably on LTE, I got about 48 megabits up, which I didn't even know was possible. Wow, that's impressive. So you could at least upload all your nice high res photographs. Yeah, yeah. I was. I just realized how good the mobile network was so, uh, compared to the hotel's network, which was a bit flicky. So I switched off the Wi-Fi and just used uh, mobile data wherever I went, and it was, mm-hmm. it was fine. 120 bucks, four days. I didn't get anywhere near consuming the two gigabytes, actually. Um, because, but I was mainly just um, uh, doing work and posting the occasional but picture on social media, nothing too intensive. Certainly wasn't going to try and watch Netflix on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. Why do you want to ever look at your screen? <laughs> But um, did you use any of the new, uh, any of the Google Maps features to get around, or Google Maps at least? Any recommendation-based things? No, not, I always find that very useful. I didn't. Um, did try and use Uber uh, to um, to catch a taxi at one point, but uh, even though Uber was supposedly supported there, um, the app wasn't giving me pricing, and um, it was it was there was something wrong with it, and I couldn't quite figure out whether Uber was actually fully functional in the country or not. So. Uh, uh, and, and talking to the locals, it seemed that uh, using the meter taxis was the better option. So while Uber has nominally launched in Mauritius, it doesn't seem to be, uh, it doesn't seem to have the same sort of availability that it does here in South Africa. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it also depends on where. Maybe they would start in one or two locations. You know, maybe mm. where there is, it's a bit of a touristy hotspot. Yeah. Yeah, but how was the normal taxis, the meter taxis, in comparison? Regardless, they were fine and not terribly overpriced. Um, they were expensive, but they weren't horrific. Um, I think they're cheaper than South Africa. Um, so, yeah, the public transport there is reasonable. Yeah, it was an interesting place. It was interesting to see. Uh, and quite a, quite a nice airport, quite well-developed, obviously quite small, um, but um, but decent. And free Wi-Fi at the airport um, and, and pretty fast as well. An uh, hour and a half of free Wi-Fi at the airport, which is, which is pretty nice. Um, yeah. Uh, my first time there, and uh, I quite uh, I quite enjoyed it. I, I would I'd, I'd love to go back sometime. But as I say, if you're going to the tourist hotspots, it is not cheap at all. It's European prices. Mm. Look, if you if you want to go back to that part of the world, I would highly recommend reunion. It. Mm. I believe beautiful. so. I've heard the same. Yeah. A couple of friends of my, my friends have been there, uh, and and say it's absolutely stunning. And apparently, the beaches in in reunion are, are spectacular. Um, beautifully white sandy beaches and. Mm. And it's built on a, it's built around a volcano, right? The island is is at the center of the island. Out of the, yeah, there's like many sides. There's two sides to it, but uh, so the one side where the volcano, so the beaches on the one side is very dark, and the beaches on the other side is very light, just oh. because of the, how the volcano, uh, the volcano rocks fall, I guess. Um, but it's very interesting. There's a massive, there's an incredibly beautiful hike on the island too. Mm. Um, but yeah, swimming, the pools, like, um, 
kind of free diving with snorkels. That's kind of what you do there. Yeah. It was in the enclosed pools, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to go out. Get chomped by a shark. <laughs> some parts. Yeah, get chomped. <laughs> you will definitely be bitten. Yeah, yeah. They don't speak English in Reunion. Hey, it's only French. Very French. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it feels like you're in France when you're there, which yeah. is part of the appeal. It's, it's Euro. I mean, they use the Euro as their currency. I think so. I can't remember. I, I think was, they do. Yeah, two years. yeah, I think it was Euros. It must mm. be. Yeah, I think yeah. it was euros. It is euros, yeah. Mauritius uh, uses the Mauritian rupee, and the exchange rate is about 40 cents. So you divide prices there by, you know, or multiply them by about 0.4 to get the South African rate. Um, but even when you do that, it's still very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like to travel in South Africa. We've got so many beautiful places here, honestly. I mean, yeah. it's nice to go overseas, but uh, wow, we've, you know, I'd rather spend my rands locally and get yeah. good value, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So my back, um, people who watch this, uh, watch us on YouTube now will notice I have a very different background behind me. Uh, nothing to do with Mauritius, in fact. Um, just something I found at a haberdashery and I thought I'd use it because I thought it was quite cool. Uh, London, Big Ben and uh, Red Buses. Cool, and Duncan. I maybe would, I would uh, debate that, that word, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a background and I needed a background. But uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming to our video soon. Uh, um, Rechard, I know you're doing some work on your side as well, but um, mm. I'm putting in a green screen behind me here, uh, which uh, we'll be using as soon as I can figure out that hellishly complex OBS studio software, uh, which Rechard and I are going to be working on in the coming weeks. Um, and uh, also, um, I'm also getting some lighting, something called the Elgato Key Light, um, which uh, I'll be installing uh, in the next uh, for our, in time for our next episode. So. Uh, they, you should see a very improved um, backdrop and lighting uh, in the coming in the coming episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, it's going to be your first backdrop. Have you thought about that? Because that's going to be a very important mm. milestone. I haven't. Do you, you have, have any recommendations for me? Well, I, I was kind of leaning towards your Star Trek kind of Enterprise bridge backdrop, perhaps, you know. Make it so, but number one. I'll, make it so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, a good like a late night kind of cityscape is always a good late night show style cityscape is always a good. That's true. Yeah, a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing with the with the green light backdrop. I haven't used one before. Uh, I've seen some U other YouTubers using the Elgato um, green green screen, which uh, is the one I'm getting, um, and it looks pretty impressive. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do with it. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what it's going to do with these gaps in between my head and my headphones, though. Uh, I'm not sure if it'd be able to fill that in. That's why I love this kind of water. Yeah, yeah. Two of those can kind of offer the shadows underneath those, um, you know, and, and kind of all the spaces. It just needs to be able to define the edges nicely. Yeah. And then also it's how you set that dithering on the edges. There's ways in the software you can do it. Okay. So you, you make sure how sharp it, you just set it how sharp it has to kind of convert the green mm -hmm. um, to your image. Your key light. Key light, yeah. Look forward to playing. All, arrive, all the toys are arriving tomorrow. So um, uh, I might dial you up out of the blue record and we can play around a bit. Um, so um, wh while I was uh, sitting on the beach this week, uh, listening to vendor presentations and occasionally dipping my toes in the ocean, I was also watching the price of Bitcoin, which has been doing some rather fascinating things in the last few days. Um, it has spiked massively and, in fact, continued this morning, um, uh, spiking to above $7,500. Now, you'll remember not long ago, uh, just a couple of months ago, Bitcoin was sitting down at $3,300, I think was its low point. So it's more than doubled in, in, in a very short space of time. And the volatility has returned to the market, um, which was missing for a very long time. Um, it's, um, it's even just today, I think it started the day at $6,800, then it bounced up massively to um, 
it bounced up to 75.20, 75.50, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this afternoon it plummeted again below $7,000. And I'm just having a look here on my iPad. Yeah, it's currently $7,100. So it's, it's all over the place. Um, I'm not going to claim I have the first clue what's causing this. And I, I think most people have no clue what's causing the Bitcoin price to rally. It may just be fear of missing out um, these rallies and then you know the sudden fall we saw this afternoon just could be people saying well you know panic selling and then it rises again panic buying uh, I don't think anyone really knows where the, what the price of this thing should be Duncan I don't think anybody knows what Bitcoin is meant to be to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> we're still kind of figuring that one out that's true um, but look I mean the fact that there's volatility I mean it's it's kind of not a good thing I get, well I guess how, how often and how how varied that uh, mm. those prices jump. Um, nonetheless, it's good to see something happening. I guess as an outside spectator, so I'm not yeah. too too fussed with it. But yeah, it's, um, we still need to figure that one out. Yeah, so I don't know where it's going. Um, I, I, as you know, I'm I'm a hodler. I uh, I'm holding my bitcoins, and I'm actually making money now. Um, a couple of months ago, I was uh, it was looking pretty pretty desperate. Um, but um, I'm, I'm in the money now to to a reasonable extent. Um, certainly not getting rich off it, but um, it's exciting. I mean, cryptocurrencies have become so boring. Um, and I think earlier this year, it was just trending sideways at around four thousand dollars. It it really wasn't going anywhere. So it's um, it, it's really adds some excitement to the market again to see it um, to see it well rising. Obviously, we want to see it rising, especially people who are invested in it. Uh, but but um, it's nice to see the volatility again because it also adds uh, adds some fun elements to 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 being to being invested in. Are you thinking of getting getting into it, uh, Rachat? Will you consider buying any Bitcoin at this point? No, I'm, I'll spend my money on more physical things that I actually need right now, mm-hmm. like maybe better better studio equipment and things like that. All right. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I'm not really too interested in investment in that type of thing. It's yeah. really not my bag. I see the some of the Bitcoin uh, analysts, if I can call it that, price analysts, are suggesting that again, and it's not the first time this has been suggested that ultimately Bitcoin is is going to go to a million dollars. Wow. Well, look, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what's going to happen once we close in on those last few mineable Bitcoin, right? Mm. Um, because we are closing in on the in the finite amount of Bitcoin that's yeah. available in a few years. It'll be all done and. Then I think things are going to be interesting too. Like, you know, what what's the longevity of this thing? What is it going to have sticking power? Mm. What is the blockchain really going to be used for then? Other than because it's not going to be mining, right? No. Yeah, well, and, at least not on Bitcoin. And if the price carries on rising, of course, the whole uh, cryptocurrency mining scene is going to make a major comeback. Mm. Um, it kind mm. of disappeared, and we saw the impact that had on Nvidia's share price and their sales um, because the sales of GPUs, which had been fueled through 2017 um, by the the massive rise in Bitcoin dropped off a cliff um, and a lot of miners pulled out of the market. Um, I haven't looked at NVIDIA's share price, but I wouldn't be surprised if it jumps on, on Monday. Yeah, look, there's been, in the gaming industry, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of talk of graphics cards, you know, being for sale. Everybody knows somebody that's got a few graphics cards. Not that they're a gamer, they just mined and now they don't use them anymore. Yeah. Um, the so market you can pick could... up some bargains, I guess, if, if you're a consumer, you could be... You just need to check out and make sure the card still, you know, that it was uh, utilized properly and was in a ventilated fan. It didn't get clogged up with dust and overheat and stuff. Yeah, like I'm not that. sure I'd want to buy a, a graphics card that was used for Bitcoin mining. I, I think that those things get pushed very hard. 
There's been some cases done, like if it was, if there's some studies done or some tests done, if they were put in, uh, you know, if they were looked after and the cases were cleaned and, you know, in a clean environment and that kind of stuff, mm. um, you could pick them up for a bargain. They were still lost, you know, many years, it's an, at least until, you know, the games. No reason why it shouldn't. Um, it's, it's when they get clogged up with dust and they just, they're just in, in kind of humid environments and they're just mm. not looked after. That's when they, yeah. they could go faulty, you know, if some of those. Um, soldering points, you know, just get overheated. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pr- problems that could happen with those things. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get it for a good price, I, I would look into it. But yeah, like mm. you said, I mean, if it's a thousand rand less, I would just buy a new card. Yeah. So, uh, old friend of the show, Glenn, and Glenn, sorry, I still can't remember how to pronounce your surname, whether it's Varen or Varan. I think it's Varen. Um, how's it, Glenn? He says, Hi, guys. A friend of mine gave me 200 Rand in Bitcoin in May 2017, which rose to 3,500 Rand at the end of 2017. And now it's sitting at 1,170 Rand. At the lowest, it was about 500 Rand or so. So, uh, yep, interesting indeed. Yeah. Um, wow. That's not a huge investment in Bitcoin, but uh, keep uh, keep hodling, uh, Glenn. If it goes to a million dollars, and that five, five, 200 rand of Bitcoin could be worth quite a lot of money eventually. <laughs> Certainly a very profitable investment at this point. I mean, you didn't put in anything and yeah. get something out of it. Wow. Yeah. But you see, that for me was always the impeding part. You know, get in early, get some stuff, hold on to it. Mm. Um, getting into it now for me isn't really because the amount of money I would have to spend, you know, yeah. doesn't make sense for me to do so. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a brave man to get in now, I must say, after this run-up, because it's probably due for some sort of correction. Although, if there's a new app that comes out that I could mine it on my phone, I might reconsider. I think there's a market there for something. But there are, just, no, no. But there are, but, there are, but there's, there's still some companies doing a big play in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's worth doing it on your phone. You just I, I did have a look at this. There was an app that you could install at one point that uh, that actually automatically mined your, used your phone's processing power in the background, but you're going to char your battery, first of all. And secondly, um, um, I crunched the numbers and uh, did some reading on it. And uh, uh, the amount of electricity you use recharging your phone every time, you're not actually going to make any money. Nothing, no, I agree. And the phone, no. I wouldn't do it on my phone. I mean, that's a very fragile piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's not, not a good idea. No. We do need to get onto the quiz, Duncan. We did kind of skip over that. I always do that, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our very belated quiz. Do you want to do the first question? Sure. The first question. Google last week announced two new lower-priced Pixel smartphones. What are they called? And uh, MTN is said to file last week to list on which stock exchange, possibly as early as this coming week. The third question. Amazon and Blue Origins CEO has announced a plan to launch a lander on the moon on 2024. What is the lander? And MTA, how many subscribers quarter on quarter at the end of March 2019? And the final question. Who is strongly rumored to be the next Minister of Communications with an announcement expected as early as next week? What a great segue because uh, uh, that's our very next topic on our on our agenda this week, and that's uh, the aftermath of this week's general election and what we can expect from uh, from the cabinet uh, from Ramaphosa. Um, he's likely to appoint his new cabinet this week. Um, yeah, it was an interesting election. I was watching it from uh, from Mauritius. Uh, I was involved uh, in a political party this time around, which unfortunately didn't do terribly well. Um, it got only 16,000 votes, but um, that's 16,000 supporters to build on, I suppose, for the next time around. Um, but it was an interesting election, uh, um, uh, just to talk about the politics of it, just for just very briefly. Um, ANC 
um, I think probably did better than uh, uh, they otherwise might have expected. Definitely did better than they might might have done if um, if Jacob Zuma had continued as um, the president of South Africa and hadn't been deposed by Cyril Ramaphosa earlier this year. Uh, or last year, rather. Mm. Um, um, the DA, uh, I thought, very disappointing def- uh, performance by them. Um, I think they've uh, they've got some serious introspection to do. Um, I, I don't want to get into the reasons why I think they um, why they've gone backwards, but I I think they're going to have to do some serious introspection. This is the first election where the DA has lost votes since the since the first general democratic general election in 1994, and so that's a major setback. The Freedom Front Plus did surprisingly well, and I think that's probably because of uh, disaffected DA voters, particularly on the DA's right flank. Um, and the EFF continues to continues to grow, although I don't think they did as well as they were hoping to do. So, yeah, interesting election. I, I think it's. Um, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not terribly negative about the outcome. I think that uh, a reduced ANC majority is good, but I also think that um, you know Ramaphosa having at least a um, a solid majority will allow him to implement um, some of the reforms he's been promising, uh, cleaning up the government, ending state capture, um, cleaning up his cabinet and getting the economy growing. So the ball is really in his court now. Mm. But uh, what, the one we're going to watch here at Tech Central very closely is um, who's going to be appointed as the Minister of Communications, that portfolio uh, where there is a steady turnover of ministers and has been since um, – since 1994, really, but especially since uh, and then uh, I think it was that Jacob uh, was elected as president. He went through uh, I don't know eight, nine, ten communications ministers in that time. Even split the department in two. Um, it's now being remerged. Uh, the minister appointed earlier this year, Stellan de Benny Abrams, um, um, appointed to oversee the merger of that department. But the current talk, speculation, and all it is at the stage is that she's not going to survive. Uh, that she will have a prominent role to play in the um, in the next administration, um, but that it won't be in communications. Um, and the um, certainly the the rumours that are circulating, and uh, who really knows what's going to happen until president until the president uh, makes his decision. Um, but the, certainly the rumours that are doing the rounds is that the portfolio could go to Jackson and Tembo. Um, mm. And I'm not I'm not uh, necessarily. Against that idea, I think it's he's he he might actually be a good minister. He understands a lot of the issues. He was um, invo- he was he was very in- he was intimately involved in the digital migration issue. Although I don't think he was right on it, um, he was very much in favour of encryption of digital signals, which I don't believe was the right move. Um, but he understands the issues, and I don't think he's going to go back on that encryption thing. I think the I think that um, I think that that. Uh, What's the phrase? Not that turkey has flown. That uh, what's, what's the <laughs> phrase I'm looking for? <laughs> that, that horse is bolted. That horse is bolted. Thank you. Not that turkey has flown. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, so yeah, the rumor is Jackson and Chamber to lead the Ministry of Communications Services. Um, not sure exactly what that entails, but presumably it will include telecommunications, broadcasting, um, and maybe some other stuff as well. Mm. Look, it's 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 really it's. I really hope that we we have the right decisions coming from the upper end of the ANC government because all of those things are going to affect everything, right? We know mm. there's not too much individualism within the ANC, so it doesn't really matter who the person in charge is unless they enforce what they believe truly to be right. Otherwise, they're just going to be enforcing what the party tells them, I guess. Yeah. 
But that's I, what you need to worry about. What I like about or at the, least be open, concerned about. What I like about the idea of Jackson Mutembo is that he's a ANC stalwart. He's not. Uh, uh, he's not a youngster. Um, fairly new new player in in politics in South Africa. Where Stellan de Benny Abrams is is very young and arguably not that senior. Jackson Mutembo would bring a lot of gravitas to that portfolio and could probably push through decisions um, fairly quickly. That would be my hope anyway, because there's so much that needs to happen in that department. Digital migration of spectrum, um, lots of things in the SABC. Uh, it's a very long list of, of, um, of a very long to-do list that the new minister is going to take on. Um, so one hopes that um, that it is, whoever is appointed is someone of gravitas like Jackson Timber or someone who can make decisions quite quickly um, because there's a lot that he's doing. Should we also be a little bit concerned about the power issues? I mean, if we don't have power to power the internet and our computers, we can have a problem regardless, right? And that's also a concern. So, yeah, I think a lot of things to keep our eyes on. I think that um, load shedding is going to be with us, unfortunately, for many years to come. Uh, the ESCOM situation is probably the most serious crisis facing this country today. And mm. it's not going to get resolved overnight. Yeah, I mean... I think we, the, that moment of silence was very pertinent. <laughs> so Google's annual I.O. developer conference. Um, I couldn't watch this because I was away, um, and I'm still planning to watch the highlights reel. Uh, but, Rechat, you've had a, had a look at it. From what I could see from reading the articles around it, it did look a bit, um, a bit of a damp squib this time around. Yeah, look, there wasn't a lot of incredibly, like, wow moments, but the speech recognition, the kind of the AI stuff, and Android Q obviously was, you know, kind of for me, some of the takeaway, some of the interesting stuff. Um, and when you look at the keynote, you'll you'll see the some of the demos they do in real time. Um, it, it's very interesting stuff, you know. It's the Google Assistant, I never really believed talking to your phone is going to be a, a thing that people would want to do, but the more the tech improves... And the more we see these things kind of quickly, you know, a lot of people that I know now all of a sudden are talking to their phone, which is for me a very strange thought. Um, I think that is kind of the key takeaway from a lot of the Google I.O. announcements um, this week. And interestingly enough, also on Microsoft's side with their Azure, Azure voice services, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of really interesting announcements they did. Um, uh, so much so that I'm looking forward to in the next few months at least seeing some speech-to-text type uh, services that really work um, like you'd expect it to work in the movies. You know, mm. it just translates different voices um, on a call or on a meeting, which is it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But so um, what are we looking forward to? I mean, take us through the highlights. What 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 are we what are we looking forward to in in Android Q, for example? I see there's a dark mode coming. Oh yeah, so like we've known, we've seen dark mode with uh, most of our other devices, um, with our browsers. So it's it, they say it's also battery saving in that um, you know obviously with a dark mode there's uh, not too much white pixels being displayed. Um, so I'm just uh, quickly calling up my list here. Mm. Um, but some of the other features that are that are, that I thought that was oh, sorry now this page really took away from. Sorry, Duncan. There's going to be a bit of a pause here. Oh, no problems. <laughs> I, I, will, I will fill the I will fill the the empty space. So um, yeah, they, they announced some stuff around Nest, uh, the new Nest Smart Max or something, um, which kind of replaces the Google Home Hub. Um, uh, they announced stuff around their duplex software, um, improvements to uh, the Google Assistant. Um, I think those are the main highlights I saw. Um, yeah, that was that was. Sorry, I'm just still looking at my list here. Oh, no problem. Um, 
Yeah, look, I'm, it's, it's, the, the changes that's in it definitely making me want to do the upgrade. I'm going to look at next week pressing that switch and then doing the Google, the Google update to Android. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, they've also improved foldable support. So that was quite interesting. Obviously we've, you know, foldable phones is a bit of a controversial subject at the moment simply because we haven't, we haven't seen any hardware that's, you know, proven itself really worthy in consumers' hands. Um, but, you know, they're showing clear support for it. They've, you know, Android Q is going to support it, so it's going to make it a lot easier for developers to obviously implement um, applications around that as well because the operating system um, will support it. The privacy features was very interesting, and this is something we're also going to be seeing rolled out um, across uh, other features. We've seen incognito mode within our browser for a long time. But now within maps and obviously with on your, on your phone, you'll be able to do a lot of tasks like searching, um, and browsing maps just by flipping and uh, if you want to do it in incognito mode. Nice. Um, so it doesn't track anything, which nice, is, I guess, nice. great if you don't want searches to be tracked. I mean, I find that a lot with, uh, you know, if, you know, we all often research stuff and you don't want a lot of those stuff to kind of just show up and, and kind of mangle with your ads, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, privacy mode is is a big thing. Privacy um, mode, mode getting... in, privacy mode in maps is actually very important because, um, you know, if you go into Google Maps now, it'll always pop up places you've been. And I suppose, and I I personally don't go there. I must add this as a disclaimer. But um, I'm sure someone who's going to going to a strip club like teasers doesn't want to have that. Information <laughs> we all thought of that. That's stop. the first thing we go to. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I personally like all the tracking features. So when I go back on, on, on my Google, I forget what that feature is called. I mean, it helps a lot with my timesheet. For example, if I, when I'm building plants, you know, you know, when I left for a place, I went, what time I got to that type of thing. Yeah. But yes, yeah, certainly if you want to, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you'd want to hide where you've been or where you're going. You know, security and privacy within a lot of industries is, is very important. Mm. So from that point of view, yes, certainly. Um, but also, there's a lot of things we just want to keep private. No malicious intent um, behind it. It's yes. just you know, we do want to not have things tracking us all the time. Yeah. So you know, this is a nice addition, um, certainly to that. Mm. One thing I liked about one thing I like about Strava, by the way, which is the most popular sports tracking software, uh, a smartphone app, uh, is it allows you to create a privacy zone or create privacy zones rather. So you can create a privacy zone around your house so people don't actually know where, exactly where you live. Yeah, they've they've been yeah they've been doing that with so your starting endpoints won't kind of reveal a five k radius or something. Yeah, well, it, you, you can you can actually specify the radius. It's only important. Yeah, yeah. You can do it for like three hundred meters or something. That's all you really need to do. But um, uh, it, it's useful um, if you don't and you shouldn't share your home address with, with people uh, on the web. So um, if you're using Strava and you you haven't implemented a privacy zone, you should probably do it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely you have to. It's and even if you think, oh, what if you know? I always used to be one of those people that said, you know, I've got nothing. You know, if, if hackers are going to compromise anything I have, there's nothing. It's going to be inconvenient, but there's nothing of value to them. But the thing is, it is that it's it's the future planning, but um, it's the, that in, inconvenience factor versus uh, you know for certain things like getting your mail hack, but. The, the privacy feature in the future is, is very important. You might mm. not see it, a need for it now, but once the data is out there, you cannot retract it. Um, and that's what you should be concerned about rather than you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. 
And of course, Google I.O., we saw some new Pixel phones, Pixel 3a, Pixel uh, 3a XL, uh, which are probably not going to come to South Africa because none of the previous models have come to South Africa officially. Um, and these are cheaper um, Pixel versions of the Pixel, about half price of the regular Pixels. Um, the reviewers in the U.S. who've, who've seen it who say it looks pretty good. Um, but uh, it's a bit academic uh, for us down here at the southern tip of Africa since these phones are almost certainly not going to come here. Yeah, sadly, why? I guess it's just too niche and there's no, no, not enough support, not, not, not a big enough demand. But considering the price, you know, it would be really – I think we're going to see a few being imported, you know, just by people doing so. Mm. But on the flip side of the coin, you know, we've seen support for, you know, our Huawei phones now is going to get this uh, very early on. So it's it's really about getting a phone that you know is going to be supported. The brand is the top three, four tier phones, whether it's mid-range, high-end, um, or entry-level phones, you know. As long as we get the support for these new features, um, that's really, mm. you, you know, you, you don't want to be missing out just because you can't get hold of a phone. That, that's sucky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The last item of news this week, if we can call it news, it's not really news, but um, Rechart insisted I add it to the to the to the discussion points today because uh, he was shocked when I told him before we went on air this afternoon that I have cancelled my Spotify subscription. I'm still <laughs> shocked, Duncan. <laughs> but I must say that um, it it was a reluctant cancellation because I really do like Spotify, but um, I do feel like I'm paying twice for the, for a similar service. Uh, because I've signed up, obviously, for the YouTube premium um, plan, which uh, which I signed up for for ad-free YouTube, which is fantastic. Um, not having to watch ads on YouTube anymore mm. is just wonderful. Um, but um, but I must say, um, I didn't want to pay twice for music, and YouTube Music uh, is included as part of the YouTube premium plan for seventy-two rand a month. And I know it's a lot, not a lot of money, but it still balls me to be paying for two music streaming services. So. After much debate and, and, and consideration, and I do prefer Spotify to Google to uh, YouTube Music, um, but uh, after much consideration, uh, I decided the um, it, it wasn't worth subscribing to both. So I will continue. Um, I will continue without Spotify. I'll be using YouTube Music instead to stream my music. Are you still using Google Play Music, though? That's the other question. No, I'm using YouTube Music. Doesn't make yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been using Google Play before. I mean, so yeah, you were kind of in that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And also depends on how you use music. I mean, I like Spotify for as an as a you know for a lot of my applications. Well, a lot of my applications for two or three of my applications. That's all music related. Spotify integrates beautifully. So my music listening ecosystem, experiencing cataloging, you know, all those weird things I like to do with my with my listening habits. Um, Spotify is the only thing that really does it for me, and it works really well. And mm. also across all my all my services. No, don't get me wrong. It's a Spotify is fantastic. It's it's it is the the premium, the best streaming music service as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, I think Apple Music is a is, is worth considering if you're a, an i device user. Um, I I personally wouldn't subscribe to it as an Android user, um, but. Um, but YouTube Music, it's not the, by no means is it is it the as good as, as Spotify. But it does it does the job. You want to listen to an album by an artist, you open it, you click on it, you play it. It works, yeah. It works. Yeah. Um, and what I also what I like about it, Spotify, is it because of YouTube, it integrates very well into uh, into YouTube. So um, if you search for an artist, it pops up videos, uh, music videos. So mm. um, sometimes you you know, oh, I didn't know there was a new music video out by this band and uh, or a concert or whatever it happens to be. So they've, they've done that integration very well, which Spotify obviously hasn't done and may not even be able to do um, mm. without working with, with Google, which they probably don't want to do or, or won't do. 
Um, so that's that's a, that's an aspect of YouTube Music where where it's actually better than Spotify. But, but I do think Spotify's playlist management and music recommendations are superior to anything else in the market. Yeah, discovery is great, and that's kind of the one. But don't get me wrong, on the other side too, YouTube music videos. I mean, I, I would I love my YouTube Premium subscription, and I've not missed a day's worth of ads. Um, and I love I've got music video playlists, so just putting those up and just having music videos play is absolutely fantastic. You know, we were brought up in a generation where we didn't have MTV, mm. and when we got MTV, it was full of really crappy TV Ozzy shows. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and Sharon Osbourne here. Who wanted to watch that rubbish? <laughs> And that wasn't even the worst of it. But no. Uh, yeah. No, no, we love YouTube. YouTube music is definitely uh, YouTube premium subscription now without the ads. That's definitely the way mm. to go. So you'll continue to subscribe to both services. Yeah, I mean, I've got a need for both. So I do a lot of, I consume a lot of YouTube. So for that reason alone, having ad for YouTube is great. But yeah, I can't. I don't know. I've got a very big love for Spotify. So changing from it, well, there's no need to because it works so well for well for what i need to right mm. um and you kind of build a thing with anything a brand um a car a computer laptop anything you know you kind of find what works for you and you just hope that they don't change the system mm. <laughs> so yeah. glenn in the comments says spotify connect is one of the biggest reasons why i use spotify if youtube music has the same concept i might consider oh. moving over what is spotify connect again so that's the thing that I've been talking about that, that that's really the thing that differentiates. So I've got a DJ program, for example, um, called DJ um, by a company called Algorithm. Um, and they connect with Spotify. So within this, uh, within the DJ application, you just connect to your Spotify account, similar to Facebook's connect and, and logging in. It's kind of the same thing. You just uh, verify your account and then the software then has access to your playlist and also all the music. Mm. So on a DJ program, for example, the great thing is you can then play anything as you need it. You don't actually need to have it offline. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few other sub applications. Tinder, for example, you can share with people you want to potentially date what your music preference and kind of into. Okay. I mean, the other, th the other thing about Spotify that I really like is being connected with my friends and seeing what they're listening to. So I've got a little bar when you're listening to it on your um, in a web browser or on your desktop I've seen uh, app. Mm. Um, you've got a little bar that you can see all your people that you follow, what they listen to. And there's a few people on YouTube, like kind of YouTubers um, in America that are, that's got good music taste for their playlist that I listen, that I kind of see what they're listening to, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then just uh, everybody else, you know, just kind of seeing those music preferences coming up. It's, it's, it's interesting and it makes it yeah. definitely worthwhile. Yeah. I saw you listening to Justin Bieber the other week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll show you my last FM account. There's no Justin Bieber. Maybe two years ago. Look, he's got some good tunes, but yeah, it's not a staple. Oh, you don't, uh, Rafat, you've just put your foot in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's move swiftly along. Let's move swiftly along, but just for the record, there was no Justin Bieber on my timeline. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Glenn, Glenn says uh, Spotify Connect allows the app uh, on your phone to act as a remote control when playing Spotify on other devices. Oh, that, yeah. yes. So so that's another feature that's, uh, that really is the cherry on top is, yeah. you don't, you, I mean, you don't, you can control your music from anywhere, really, which uh, yeah. is fantastic. Right. Let's, uh, let's move on to our, um, let's move on to our regular features. I know, uh, Rechard is in, in a hurry to get off so you can listen to some more of the just, let Justin Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber's latest album. But, uh, before, we, <laughs> before we let oh. you go, Rechard. <laughs> 
Let's not go there, Duncan, please. <laughs> um, our winner this week, <laughs> our winner this week, uh, our winners this week are the hodlers, uh, the people who have held on to Bitcoin through the tough times because um, they're winning now, uh, unless, of course, they bought in December 2018 or 2017, uh, in which case they're still crying into their beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, Bitcoin's on the up, and uh, I think um, people who who held on through um, through the tough times are, are smiling a little bit more than they were a few months ago. And uh, Rachel, unless you've got someone in mind, we don't have a loser this week. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Maybe it's been a pretty decent week in tech. Maybe Claudium with Soneng, who oh, actually he's a great pick. He just I just thought of him. Again. Again. You should, you should get the, the, the plaque. Yes, loser of the century. Uh, uh, after declaring that he was going to win the election and be the president of South Africa, he failed to get a single seat in parliament for his African content movement. Uh, I think he got about two or 3,000 votes in total. Um, so, he's been a really good YouTube channel. Better, better longevity, I think, for a career. So, uh, Claudi Mutsuneng is our um, last-minute loser of the week. I can't uh, believe I didn't think of him earlier, actually. Uh, <laughs> Richard, what's your pick this week? So, I went to go and watch Endgame last, uh, yesterday afternoon at the IMAX. So, that's my pick. That's You've the been a Marvel. Fan of the Marvel movies. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, starting with Iron Man back what, in 2008, I think it was. So it's been 11 years, a lot of movies, um, and Endgame is the end kind of of the storyline. And uh, it was much better than I expected. I kind of just wanted to see it for finality more than anything else. But um, the IMAX 3D experience was phenomenal. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. And uh, it was a very immersive experience. Um, it, was, it, was, it was really good to see all those characters together in the same movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith from... Uh, Kevin Smith, the actor, I don't know if you know him, he played in a few kind of goofy comic book-based movies uh, or comic book kind of superhero uh, fanboy movies. Um, and he actually summed it up very nicely. You, you know that feeling, I don't know if you ever read graphic novels or comic books, but that those annuals when you get all the all the characters together and they just do a fight off or something, that's kind of the feeling you get when you watch Endgame. It was, um, as, a, as, a, as a fan of that, I really enjoyed it. So, And it's well worth watching on, on the mm. biggest screen you can. Um, in 3D, I think was pretty great. I believe it was a very long movie, like three hours or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to moderate your um, cool drink drinking and popcorn eating in that movie for sure. <laughs> There's no breaks, three hours straight. It, but look, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic cinematic adventure. So yeah. um, unless you have unless you drink your cool drink too quickly um, and you have a small bladder, you might have a problem. But otherwise. <laughs> Not a problem. If that's your thing, go check it out. Uh, although, if, if, if it is your thing, I'm sure you've seen it already. Um, I will be giving it a wide berth since I can't stand the Marvel movies, but that's my personal preference. <laughs> Duncan, Spotify and Marvel in the same podcast. I mean, <laughs> what is this world coming to? Am I giving up my geek credibility here? Thanos should have snapped. I don't know. I mean, you, you wouldn't get the reference, but yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have made the cut, I think, with that comment. <laughs> I'm no doubt getting disowned by half our listeners, but uh, <laughs> I just, I just don't get those movies. To be honest, I, would, I did watch one of them. Uh, I can't even remember which one a couple of years ago. Also at IMAX, and I couldn't wait for it to finish. 
Uh, um, I'm picking a movie this week as well, by the way. Uh, uh, I guess it's not a Marvel movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Something I watched on the plane on the way back from Mauritius, in fact. My iPad, I downloaded it on Netflix. It's a movie called The Highwaymen, and it's about the two uh, police officers who took down Bonnie and Clyde, the famous outlaws uh, back in, I think it was the 1930s, uh, starring um, uh, Woody Harrelson, and I am forgetting the name of the other actor now, um, very well-known actor. It's just completely um, slipped my mind. Um, are you looking it up there? Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look uh, at it quickly. Um, but it's called The Highwaymen. It's a Netflix exclusive, uh, very well acted, beautifully filmed. Um, and it, you see very little of Bonnie and Clyde in the movie. It's a really a, a character study of the two policemen um, and what was involved in, in taking down those two criminals. Uh, it's called The Highwaymen, a Netflix exclusive, and it's, um, it's available now. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, Costner and Harrelson. Kevin Costner, of course, yes. Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson uh, doing some of their best work. Um, Kevin Costner's had a bit of a patchy uh, career record. Um, mm. I, I loved John Dances with Wolves, and I know that was quite a controversial movie at the time. Um, uh, even more controversial, do you remember that movie, The Postman? Um, oh, I love that the, that epic post-apocalyptic. Yes. That was, oh, I, I love, love that, movie. that movie, but it got such bad reviews. Um, terrible reviews, but I, I thought I thought it was one of the it, at the time. Probably mm. if I watched it now, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily agree anymore. But uh, at the time, I absolutely loved it. No, I think that movie still got staying power. It's actually uh, it's, I've actually got the DVD. I've watched it. I bought it for that reason because I just feel it had one of those you know one of those movies that had longevity. And mm. uh, um, I think spinning it up again might be a good idea. I don't I mean might have dated in terms of look and feel, but the yeah. story is I think is yeah. Pretty good. It was lovely. Uh, it was a lovely movie. Um, very old now. Yeah, probably. Mm. Probably. Uh, I don't know what it was shot in. It was. It was a cinema release, so it'll probably be in in, in a widescreen format. But um, but uh, I thought it was very good. Very. It was very bleak and very long. I think it went on for about three or four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, but that's part of the. You know, it's. It, it, you what they were trying to do is you kind of you putting through the viewer through a bit of distress too with the duration and kind of some parts are slow, others are fast, but mm. the storyline are epic. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of long movies, right? Endgame, Case in Point, Titanic is another one. Um, wasn't uh, that other Alien movie by um, James Cameron? His Avatars wasn't that also like a four-hour? Oh, hour that movie? was very long. I thought I, I, I thought that movie was terribly tedious. <laughs> tedious. But we've established now that you're not a fan of these, uh, unless it's Star Trek, right? Star Trek, <laughs> maybe Star Wars, and the Orville. Oh, oh, I believe. I believe so too. Has been renewed for season three. Yeah, yeah, a fantastic show. You introduced me to it, in fact. I think, um, very good. I did. Yeah, very good. I'll uh, take credit for that one, Duncan. That's a great show. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, if you haven't seen the Oval yet, it's it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, and Richard, I think that's our show. Uh, apart from our quiz results, let me let me do the first question. Google last week announced two new lower-priced Pixel smartphones. What are they called? And that's the Pixel 3a and the Pixel 3a XL. And they are not coming to South Africa. Boo-hoo. Second question. MTN is said to 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 have filed this last week to list on which stock exchange, possibly as early as this coming week. And the answer there was the Nigerian Stock Exchange. And uh, Amazon and Blue Origin CEO Jeff Bezos has announced a plan to launch a lander on the moon in 2024. What is the lander called? And that is Blue Moon. Hmm. Interesting name. I would have gone for Dark Side of the Moon or something, really, Pink <laughs> Freudish, right? <laughs> Fourth question. M10 Group added how many subscribers, uh, subscribers quarters 
quarter on quarter at the end of March 2019? And the answer there is 4 million. And the last question in this week's quiz, uh, who is strongly rumored to be the next Minister of Communications with an announcement expected as early as this week? And that is, of course, Jackson Mtembu. And uh, that's our show. Uh, if you don't know by now, we are uh, broadcasting live on YouTube on Sunday afternoons. We're a little bit late today, um, mainly because I had some urgent errands to run after being away for a few days. Um, but uh, we should be back. Where um, you are around next Sunday? Uh, yeah. All right. Next. I will be in some form. Maybe it's VR. Maybe it's reality. We don't know these things, Duncan. And, uh, but I will be here. Uh, I will be here too. I may be coming uh, to you live from the bridge of the Starship Enterprise if I can uh, figure out the green screen <laughs> before next Sunday, which probably won't happen. Um, but uh, I will definitely. It's just OBS, yeah. We just need to sort out OBS and then we'll be good to ab- go. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, just sorting out OBS is, a, is, a, is not a trivial exercise, <laughs> as we've learned already. Um, but um, yeah, I'll be having. I've had lots of uh, new gear in my uh, little studio here including my Elgato lighting, green screens, um, new computer to power it all. So uh, hopefully uh, things are going to be looking fantastic next Sunday. Um, I'll also be doing a live video stream this week. I think it's on Tuesday uh, with um, with uh, with Huawei. Uh, we will be uh, talking and about and showcasing the Huawei phone. So if you're keen to, uh, to see that, please join the live stream. Uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and you'll be alerted uh, whenever we go live. So uh, you'll never miss a live um, uh, presentation or a live uh, episode of Talk Central or any of the live interviews we do on Tech Central. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. I'm just trying to see where I am uh, when I'm doing my interview with um, with Huawei, um, and it is not showing up in my Now, that's uh, one phone I'm really excited to see, to be honest with you. I mean, the listeners of the show would know that uh, I do like the Mate 20 Pro. I just, uh, the, Mate, yeah, the Mate 20 Pro, I think it's a fantastic all-round device, I and mean, it's just been solid in everything I wanted to use. Yeah. So if anybody's going to do a good foldable phone, I've got hopes for, for, for that one, I think. Yeah. Um, I think their version could be quite good. Absolutely. Now, I don't seem to find, I can't find this in my diary now, but, um, it is happening this week. And if you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, you'll get alerted when we, when we go live. So if you're keen to, uh, if you're keen to see Huawei demoing that foldable phone, uh, hit that subscribe button. Right. I think that's our show, uh, from Rechard and myself. Until next time, take care and cheers. Ciao, ciao.